Hey, I'm Ben Silverio. And I'm Ansel Birch, your host in post. And it's time, time to party. This episode was recorded on October 18th, 2021. We are not doctors. We don't give medical advice. Please drink responsibly. Sometimes I'm a DJ. It's just... I mean, not yeah. really, but just... <laughs> I actually am a little bit. <laughs> oh, you actually are? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I've done it a couple times. And I'm learning. I'm trying to get better so I can do it more. Look at that. We're learning new things about you every, every few minutes. Hey. Which is, I guess, what happens when you meet a new person. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, welcome to Time to Party, where the points are made up and nothing matters. Oh, okay. maybe... All right. Stuff matters. I get time travel matters here. That's important. Not necessarily in this movie because one character does it and we don't see it. <laughs> That's very true. Party people, if you're just joining us for episode three of Ben 10 Race Against Time, I have to ask you why. But <laughs> but uh, I appreciate you here nonetheless, whether you're just tuning in to this episode or you've been following along uh yeah we got some good stuff for you once again we are joined by our guest host this month ben banks what's up i'm happy to be here for a third time third time's a charm they say yes i hope so because episode three is our edutainment episode so so ben when you read like what our whole deal was about this podcast. What what what, are, what were your initial thoughts about edutainment? Um, I mean, I, I I saw the notes that were sent over, and and I figured you know we would look at something and how it worked. Uh, but in this movie, things just happen. Um, and stuff yeah. just worked when it wanted to. Um, and also worked in ways it was never intended to, like with the uh right. pie spinner and the hot dog thing and and the soda thing i don't think they just shoot continuously and i feel like there's a little bit more movement than just like kind of standing up and at two specific people in the crowd and then there's like a guy on a mustard that just flies from god knows where uh (laughs) so yeah and then like the whole big MacGuffin of this movie the hands of armageddon again not hands uh kind of a gate that can't be destroyed uh causes you know world you know altering altercations when you mess with them but when it's turned on it kind of makes a gate and then you can plug a positive and negative cord into it and shock yourself for a whole emotional conversation between two cousins not die and that ends it and that turns it turns the gate off uh (laughs) so (laughs) i was a little uh confused on what what i should dive into because so many things in this movie did not make sense to me i agree so i mean for me there was only one clear choice what what did you end up picking for your edutainment section i picked the omnitrix oh all right that's cool futuristic fictional tech i think this might be a first for us right i'm excited yeah the piece of technology that i wanted to look further into was the rv the recreational vehicle if you will uh in the ben 10 universe their beloved rv is known as the rust bucket uh but i wanted to know more about rvs in general and 
one of the funniest like bits that I found out about RVs is that they I'm going to read this verbatim just because the sentence is funny. Uh, they played a significant part in opening up the interior of the North American continent to white settlers. So even at its beginning, uh, white people were all over RVs. It, it's just uh, so going back to the very beginning, uh, the early ancestors of RVs were the horse-drawn sure. covered wagons. Uh, yeah, so around 1745, they were very integral in you know the 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 settlement of the country, the settlement yeah, of we North all played America. Oregon Trail, yeah. You know? It's true. <laughs> Dysentery and all that. Uh, but uh, in 1915, uh, I, I, didn't, I wasn't aware that the, the time from horse-drawn covered wagon to RV was, was that vast. The first motor home was built in 1915, and it was built from a three-ton Packard truck, could sleep 11 people, and was 28 feet long. Wow. Yeah, huge. It was a giant thing. Like, it was like a little cabin with wheels. Wheels. I, the 1920s, uh, RVs were, like, fully it in, in the U.S., you know, for for camping across the country. They've evolved so much from the three-ton, 28-feet-long thing, you know, like, uh, when I first thought of an RV, I thought of Frasier, uh, where Niles, Frasier, Daphne, and Martin, and Eddie, um, take the Road Warrior. Oh, yeah. Because Martin has his vanity plates, That's and they couldn't tell what they said. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's a very rich history of uh, RVs in America. And, fun fact, in America, around 85% of RVs are manufactured in Indiana, Indiana. specifically Elkhart County, which calls itself the RV capital of the world. Which I guess it would be. I can't imagine too many other places are like competing for that. Uh, (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Yeah, and, and if I'm not mistaken, that's around the area where there's the RV Hall of Fame. Because when you, because I have to, I've driven from Chicago to Philadelphia a number of times, uh, and going along that drive, you can see from the highway the RV Hall of Fame, <laughs> and I'm just like, I never see any cars there. Like there's. Because they're all I mean, in RVs. it's probably closed because of... Yeah, they're all in RVs. That's probably it. <laughs> That's why you see any cars. They're all hiding in RVs. travel is RV. Yeah, yeah, you have to be one to get up in there. <laughs> oh, so they probably wouldn't welcome me in if I pulled off the highway real quick. I <laughs> no. feel like not turning around. You're, you're in the wrong kind of car. We don't take too kindly to your kind. <laughs> your mid-sized sedans here. <laughs> uh, I did a quick Google while you were talking, and... Uh, the first cars were released in like round about 1885. So it means that it took about 30 yeah. years to go from this is a cool idea to let's put as many humans as possible in one as as we can. 
Right. Because I think they were tired of it after the wagons where they were just like, oh, no, we don't want to travel like this again. But, you know, now RVs have bathrooms and beds. And my great aunt and uncle converted a, a Greyhound bus into an RV back in the like late 90s. Oh, man. And that thing was tricked out. Yeah, They had like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bathroom, shower, like kitchen bedroom the whole deal and it was an art it was a greyhound so there was just loads of space in there uh but even so everything like folded out of something else and it was all very like origami furniture uh but yeah man that that lifestyle it's a very real thing people get really into it it's true and it's even gotten uh more compact because like people are transitioning from rvs to just vans Mm -hmm. Like they're tricking out vans to to have like a kitchen table and a refrigerator and shit. And just Do you think that around. technology is part of the like tiny home movement? Oh, that's probably mm. that's probably uh, what what's going on. That's that's really interesting. Well, what do you think about that, Ansel? Do you like a tiny uh, home? I like the idea of a tiny home. I don't feel like I would fit in a tiny home particularly well uh i'm a i'm a bibliophile i need like a lot of books around and i I don't feel like that suits the tiny home lifestyle um it's true so but beyond that yeah i mean it seems like a really cool idea i don't think i could be a minimalist like that i think i saw you like look off camera to your wall of funko pops as you thought about that that's not even all of them that's just some of them it's hard to be a collector and a tiny home owner right Unless you collect like gum, big big balls of gum. Yeah, big uh, to hit your principal with. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, when I said a shallow dive, I really meant shallow <laughs> dive. So <laughs> I was just curious about like early RVs, you know, and they just continuously from. From that first one back in um, 1915, they just continuously evolved over the years. And, you know, you got those like silver streamline motorhomes, mm-hmm. those multiple story motorhomes. Uh, a a motorhome that that pops into my mind is the one that Pete from a Goofy movie uses oh. that just like mows down part of a forest that has a a bowling alley <laughs> on the top. Oh, that's such a good movie. Oh, such a good movie. But yeah, RVs uh, are very much a thing in America, and I don't think they're growing anywhere. Well, all right, uh, Ben Banks. What's up? Tell us about the Omnitrix. Yes, the Omnitrix is really cool. Um, I remember. Keep in mind how low the bar is here. That's <laughs> true. Uh, um, I remember because, like, growing up as a Ben. And hearing the show called Ben 10, and I would have been, I wasn't 10, I was a little bit older, but I was Ben, and I was 10 at one point. So I always thought Ben 10 was super cool, and the Omnitrix is just a cool piece of technology. Um, and one thing I do like about it is, like, as the, because as we talked about, there's, like, five different series. It, like, levels up, which is really cool, because when he first gets it, uh, it's in, like, it's kind of like a uh, Green Lantern-type situation, Mm. Uh, I remember in like the first episode, he and Grandpa and uh, Gwen hanging out in the rust bucket. They're on vacation. Uh, it's kind of like a goofy movie. He wants to spend time with his 
with his, uh, you know, his grandkids. So he drags them out across the U.S. Uh, they're chilling in the rust bucket, and then like this meteor comes down, and they're like, like Grandpa. It's revealed later that he's a plumber, but he's kind of like, "Kids, stay back. I'm gonna try to investigate." But Ben, the little snot-nosed brat he is, is like, "Whoa, that's so cool!" And then like runs up, and then it just like latches onto his wrist. Um, and the original stipulations is you get 10 aliens and you can be one for 10 minutes and then it needs like a recharge period. And pretty much the first few episodes, he gets to be like, the recharge period is like an entire episode. So like 30 minutes. Uh, (laughs) so we get like one transformation per episode. And then later on, uh, some aliens look at it and he kind of gets control of his powers and he can do like two an episode. And that's pretty cool. Uh, and then as the show goes on, he unlocks like more aliens uh, and then he can be up for longer. And then he can uh, some of them I remember in like Alien Force. And there's another show after Alien Force, which is really cool. He can switch while he's a certain alien. So he'll be like heat blast in a battle and then like the enemy will do something and then he'll like switch to Wild Mutt, which Wild Mutt, we didn't talk about it. Wild Mutt looks absolutely garbage oh, in the movie. So bad. <laughs> and it's funny because they didn't even like really track the mouth to the body because it's all it's it's all one asset. Yeah. You could, I mean, I assume you could put it all together, but no, the body's <laughs> doing one thing, the hair's doing something else, and then the mouth is just like blah 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 blah. <laughs> uh <laughs> it's wild. Um but the Omnitrix was created by this dude named Asmuth, and he is like a little gray matter, like the little smart dude that he turns oh, into yeah, in yeah. the diner. Yeah, those they're like super intelligent. And so as a way to like make like a it's kind of like a Noah's Ark type thing. The Omnitrix can replicate and store like millions of DNA for different aliens. So if they ever get wiped out, they can get the DNA out of the Omnitrix. And then it's also like an envoy and like a, a kind of like a peace thing to like walk in another's shoes. You can be that alien for 10 minutes right. and see how life is yeah. for them because there's different senses and different like abilities and stuff like that. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. But uh, yeah, and then like there's Ben 10,000 we talked about. And then I think there's like a Ben, 10, a ben Infinite that like at the edge of time, he's been every alien and he can absorb new ones throughout the show. Uh, and so he's just like, but yeah, they don't ever talk about in the show him becoming Aeon. So I think that was just a, a, a Mr. Winters gave us that, uh, which, which is interesting. So does he become, uh, like, is empathy a big part of it? Like walking in another person's shoes? Is that like a big theme or is that just sort of like a cool thing they didn't explore as um, uh, enough? I think later on. Um, it becomes more of a thing, but at first it's just like I get one alien to fight a thing because like a lot of the episodes, since it's a kid show, are kind of like one offs. Mm-hmm. And then there's kind of like a small underlying. There's an enemy called Vilgax that wants the Omnitrix because every who it's like a, it's supposed to be like the ultimate like peace thing. Like you be another alien, you can experience what they experience. It's like an arc for different, mm-hmm. but everyone sees it as a weapon because it's kind of hard not to um, just immediately like, hmm, I can exploit that. Like it's such a, a short jump of logic to be like, I get limitless power for peace, but also I can get it for power. Um, so I think later on it becomes more empathetic, but at first it's just a really cool piece of technology that this little 10 year old kid gets, mm. uh, um, but different characters have worn it. Uh, Max, Grandpa Max, and Gwen 
um, have worn it at one point. And uh, Kevin Eleven wears one uh, for a little bit, and then he actually gets his own briefly in later on in the show. So it's been it's been jumping around, uh, but it's cool because some of the, it like preserves the aliens and like their forms are not um, are like ever evolving because like Diamond Head um, that he turns into the movie that one gets an evolved form. I remember that it's super cool. Mm. Uh, and then there's another alien called ghost freak that it, it looks just like a ghost, like a white sheet. It's really creepy though. Uh, but it gets another form and it actually like comes out of the watch cause it's still alive. I think it's like the last of its species. And so it just leaves. And so <laughs> he doesn't have that one for the rest of the series. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> so is it kind of like the the seed vault in that way? Like that it's preserving? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Anytime he comes in contact with a new alien, it'll like subconsciously scan it and store their, that DNA. And then he's like the human host of it. So mm-hmm. if humanity gets wiped out, we'll get, <laughs> we'll get a bin to restart us. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. One thing I thought was hilarious, though, in the movie is Aeon's talking about it because, spoilers, he's been. So he he knows it intimately, as he says, which I thought was strange wording for a kid show to say, I intimately know the workings of this. Well, I was like, ugh, don't say that. Um, but he was like, there are safeguards that it keeps you only at like limited to 10 aliens and for 10 minutes. But he's like, I'm just going to boop, boop, and the safeguards are off. Now you can unlock my DNA, which is in here. And I was like, how did that get in there? And why is it so easy to, to, to bypass these safeguards? He literally just hits it and it turns purple. And then it's like, all right, uh, they're off now. It's like the safety <laughs> protocols on a holodeck. It is shockingly easy to turn those things off. You know, maybe they're more trusting in the future than we are. We're too hard boiled down here to, you know, we safe lock all of our stuff. But in the future, <laughs> we're just like, eh, we'll just put like a little password on it. <laughs> Just don't hit this button. <laughs> I mean, if you notice in Bellwood, no one locks up their bikes. Like that wouldn't that wouldn't fly back home in Philly. Our... Like your bike is gone <laughs> if you go in to get a milkshake. <laughs> I appreciate that they made sure he had a helmet with the bicycle that he stole. Okay, you know, yeah. <laughs> no, that was his bike because he left it there. That was his bike uh, after the whole time. It was just sitting outside the. Yeah, it was this. It was the same bike. Oh, I didn't even realize. I, that. Thought, I thought he, he stole, stole somebody's like, bike. Hero. Our hero is stealing a bike. Okay, I guess. <laughs> desperate desperate situation, yeah. Right. Plus, there are like 20 people in this town, well, so you know, he probably knows who it belongs to. Yeah, he does run into the same people And they're all times. plumbers. Yeah, all of them are plumbers. <laughs> all of the adults, anyway, except his parents. Oh, the older adults, because I think they were trying to do a time thing, like, we're too old to protect. Also, they say the plumbers disbanded. Why did that happen? Because that seems important that they be... They be a they thing. They apparently had a know, recruiting watch problem. The eons of the world, right? Yep. If, <laughs> I mean, did did they get like bankrolled out by the Men in Black or whatever? Like, I don't know how the hierarchy rolls here. That they, <laughs> they're like, we're the <laughs> the new cool kids in town. But I just thought that was weird that they're like, Grandpa Max was like, yeah, the these are the last remaining. Plum-. I'm like, people want to fight aliens, I think, and people need to fight aliens. So, so this facility is just sort bad. of on. On its own? This... Yeah, we just left Alex Winters here alone, and then we're going to kill him as soon as you meet him. Uh, <laughs> and throw his arm across the room. 
Well, and that's a separate facility from the one that's under the hardware store. Yeah, yeah that is a different. Right. I don't know. They have, why do they have two facilities and only like seven people? I don't know. <laughs> There's so many questions. No security around the hands of Armageddon. It's just no lasers. No. For- nope. It's like sitting in the middle of a room just to be touched. <laughs> you would want to lock that up because the last time you messed with it, you created the Grand Canyon. So I don't know. Just maybe put that behind a door or something. I'd keep an eye on it. Yeah. Well, I've learned a lot. How about you guys? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've learned that if I ever get the urge to watch the live action Ben 10, uh, that I'll just go watch the animated one <laughs> <Yeah>. instead. <laughs> That's really That's... the lesson you should be taking away from yeah. all this. <laughs> what if we learned that? Uh, excellent. <laughs> well, that seems like a pretty good... Pair, uh, trio of episodes with our special guest host Ben Banks. Uh, hey, thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, thank, thanks for joining us, uh, Ben. You want to, uh, Silveria? Do you want to take us home? So yes, that does it for Ben Ten Race Against Time. Uh, if you'd like to tell us more about it, about how you didn't like it, how it's ridiculous, and all that good or stuff, or defend that we it, maybe you got a episode, thing. Uh, Hey, or if defend you're Alex it. Winter, maybe you defend oh, it. Oh, please <laughs> at us, Alex you Winter. Stop in here. <laughs> you want to talk about it? <laughs> please at us. Yeah, Alex Winter. If you want to find us on the internet, I'm at bsilverio20 on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, I'm the Blindian one Instagram and Twitter. I am at Indecisionist on Twitter and at the Indecisionist on Instagram. Uh, special thanks to April Moralba for our podcast art and Marlon Longit of Marlon the Shakes for our amazing theme song. This has been an Indecisionist production. Yes, and you can join us next time when we will be talking about not this movie. <laughs> Probably something oh, I thought better. that was. I was like, did Hopefully. they release one like that? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie where they're slowly going back in time undoing their own film choice that's just a deadpool 2 that is yes there you go Un- until then <laughs> party people be excellent to each other and party on dudes i don't know why i was playing the bass